0: thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me First things first, and we'll go around the room effectively Kev, how are you doing at the moment?
1: I'm not too bad man, I'm doing good um, Getting over a cold Like yourself uh, Had it all last week, but other than that now I'm looking forward to the album launch And looking forward to playing Saturday night as well
0: There it is Dan, how about you?
2: Fantastic, fantastic A, a wee bit stressed Because again, yeah, with the album release coming up And the album release show And all been leading up to this kind of week and chatting to yourself and people now, so it's uh, exciting but a wee bit stressful, in a good way. And Connor, yourself? Uh yeah, uh, same as Dan. It's just a bit stressed now. Uh, there's
3: a lot of merchandise that we uh, we're expecting to have for Saturday that hasn't uh, hasn't materialised yet. So, um, yeah, it's we're uh, it'll be cutting it close.
2: <laughs> positive thoughts, positive thoughts will we'll manifest yep. it.
0: <laughs> oh and always the way everything's running smoothly something small like that important, so important as well just you know adds that little bit of stress you. you just don't need in the lead up to an album um launch a show and all of that man hopefully it works yeah. out all right so it's- uh, look fingers crossed <laughs> well then on that front what is the overall band headspace like right now because we are as of the time recording less than three days away from the release of the album switch to reset december 15th 2023 by wormhole death records are you feeling like still super excited about it or are we at that stage now where you just kind of want it out in the world yeah Once i'd be kind of like
1: that four years ago
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just want to get it out
3: there man and um, because it should have been a long time ago but now we're, it's finally going to happen
2: so yeah, I, I am excited about it as well. I just I just can't wait for it to be out there and see what people think of it and you know. It's really exciting, but at the same time Yeah, it's exciting in a way that's kinda of like CJ alluded to. It's that it, there's been a lot of lead up, far too much lead up, because obviously the original plan for us was to release in 2020. We all know what happened there, and that leads us to be here now in the second week of December 2023 for it about to be come out. So it does feel like a big build up. So obviously we want the payoff to be just as good, but um yeah, that, but, but still, the fact that it's out now in only a matter of days and people are going to hear it and hear, hopefully, the best version across.
0: For Yeah, definitely exciting. As you said, it's no secret as to what happened in 2020. But I have to ask then, why, why this far? Why this long into 2023? It's a kind of a long
2: story. So basically, uh, we're lucky that we're releasing this true wormhole jet, which um, have been nothing but supportive and great for us to have on board. They originally reached out to us in, I believe, late 2019 with the ideas Yeah, we heard your stuff, Can you want to record an album, release with us. Happy days. So the original recording dates were May 2020, and we were going to go over to a studio in Italy for three weeks. A guy called Jonathan Mazzeo, who has since mixed and mastered the album, did a fantastic job. Of course, we know what happens. It basically goes into a year, year and a half, longer back and forth of we can come over in November. Oh, no, there's another lockdown. We can go over this time in our lockdown. We basically have to decide as a band because, again, we we all work our own kind of full time jobs and commitments. And it's basically like it basically didn't become feasible for us to be able to take three weeks of unpaid leave to go over and record it because we couldn't even nail down a date. So what's happened is and it's led to a delay, which obviously, is course, which obviously isn't ideal. But it's also great in a way we've recorded 80 90 of this album ourselves talking to jonathan and the label via email and via skype for the best guidance but we recorded the drums in track mix studios here in dublin the rest was all done in either cj's garage or um or our rehearsal room all of the guitars bass, and vocals were done there so it's great that we we're able to have that hands on control we've learned loads it's sounding great which is the main thing and we had the guidance from jonathan albeit from a distance but that has kind of led, it was, it, rather than doing it three weeks in Italy non-stop, it's been us kind of just doing it bit by bit, toiling away for the better part of a year uh, to get to where we are now. So, look, time. Of course, we would have wanted it out earlier, but I, at, at the very least, I think the end result is just good, if not better than if things had happened in a different way. So
0: It's impossible to know now. That's the thing. Like, There's no point looking back and going, well, what could have been? Because, of course, three weeks in Italy would have been bloody damn fantastic in itself yeah (laughs) you are here now and it is a it is a banger record fellas. it really is i loved it um and it feels like you did everything possible to make it the best it could be but i'm gonna ask you to kind of take me back to the origins of its inception specifically your vision did you have one and what did it look like um
1: i I suppose we kind of We knew that from the EP, there were certain songs on that EP that we definitely wanted to re-record just because the production on the EP, I didn't think best represented Crossfire. You know, It sounds like
3: it was recorded in an answering machine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it really did. It really did. So the songs I felt, they didn't get the justice they deserved. So I would have personally liked to have recorded some of the songs on that EP again and make the quality a lot better. So we did have a few songs already written for the album that we knew were going to be on the album. Um, And then after that, it was kind of writing new material. So what you're hearing on the album are four old songs that we've had for years, and then
0: four new tracks as well. Does that make it difficult? Because... Ultimately as musicians, every day, every week, every month, every year, you are developing, you're moving forward, you're acquiring new tastes, new inspirations, new influences and all that. So when you have to kind of reapproach songs that are a couple of years old, how, how, how easy was it for you to kind of enjoy that aspect of it again? Well, I, I
1: think personally, if, you, if we were to list the songs on this album in the order they were written, you'd see the difference in growth of Crossfire in each song. You'd see us getting more and more kind of progressive and becoming more, you know, becoming better musicians with each song. You know, mm. it's just, it's it's unfortunate that it has taken 10 years to gather all these songs <laughs> together to put onto an album. You know, usually you see the growth of a band from album to album. And this, if you were to lay it out chronologically of when they were written,
3: you'd see the growth of the band song to song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, with, with, with bigger bands that do release albums every year or two, you see you see their progression, but with us, obviously, you, you
2: haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of the strengths of the album, though, as well, in terms of, it's the way we approach kind of set lists and album songs, etc. We never want to be kind of monotonous or one sound, the kind of uh trash that we write which you can tell from the songs being six seven eight minutes long we want it to have layers we want it to be a multi-faceted call it what you want and it's but but like i think that goes to the songs of the album as well because they've been written over such a long stretch of time i still think they all sound very much like us like crossfire but there is but at the same time there's plenty of variety from track track to track to track when you're releasing an hour long debut album which we debated about is it really going to be an hour long it's like is Mm -hmm. that not all the same for a debut album but i think the the difference in songs from like switch to reset which is kind of a six minute trash banger to lost all control which is slower to an 11 minute instrumental it kind of
0: justifies that run time i think anyway i hope people agree (laughs) yeah i mean i'll tell you guys obviously when i get stuff sent to me for emails and so on i'll have a brief read get a rough idea of what i'm going might be looking at and uh you know you see irish thrash metal band and automatically i'm like well i know exactly what this is going to sound like and uh having those presumptions completely changed and um blown away blown out the water is the joy of you know listening to your kind of music and I'm going to come back to this. It's like a politician here, but you, were you talking about length of time about songs written? I have a question later on about a specific track and I'm going to well, come back to this about when that one was written because it might explain a lot. Um, sticking with the record as an overall thing, and I'd love you all to have uh, an input here. Starting with would you, um, Kevin? Um, what were some of the more challenging aspects of creating this record overall for you? From any aspect, I mean, writing, recording, to any part of it, really?
1: Um... I don't think the writing process for us is, is all too difficult. We do we do put a lot of time into the writing process and sometimes it might take a little longer. But we quite enjoy writing songs. We quite enjoy piecing them together. Um so I don't I didn't find that to be a struggle as much as obviously the recording because, you know, we were doing it the majority of it ourselves it was a lot of kind of trial and error it was kind of learn as you go and um, we got pretty damn good at it towards the end but uh i say recording was probably the most difficult part of the album
0: you know And mm. um, writing the songs not so much how about uh you dan any particular area from the overall album picture
2: um I, I agree with what Kev said in terms of, of course, there was challenges with basically recording ourselves for the first time, learning how to use a DAW, mic placement, ramps, etc. For me personally, it was because we had the luxury, as in, while it did take long, of course, uh, recording all the guitars ourselves, um, when it came to the drums, it was in a studio. Of course, we had limited studio time, so I was under time pressure. And the first one as the drummer is on the on the clock, basically to get all the songs done and like I'm sure many musicians or any musicians can listen to this can relate. You get a bit of red light syndrome and you're kind of setting the tone for the album. So like personally for me, obviously, yeah, recording the drums and having the time constraints uh, was always going to be a challenge. I'm relatively happy with how they turned out to be uh, in the end. But yeah, I think just that. And and again, as we talked about to debt already, of course, uh, trying to push ourselves in terms of time wise, because again, between the pandemic factors in our control, factors out of our control. It shouldn't have been twenty twenty three, by the time this is out, but so yeah. How about you, Connor?
3: Yeah, I think the other two lads said. I think the um, the recording process, because we had to do it ourselves. I think that was definitely the most challenging thing. Because I don't think, well, I don't know about the other two lads, but I'd never done something like that from the start. Like we'd always been on the other side of the desk, you know, playing. So we we'd never, well, I I'd never done anything like that and we um one thing we agreed on um at the start of it before we started recording we didn't want to use like digital amps. we didn't want to just plug into a an audio audio box and then you know add on software we wanted to use actual actual amps because kev had just invested in a fucking Boogie mark 5 like it was it was a an expensive investment just just before the album and um that was my covid money
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
3: yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I just bought myself a new amp as well so we said you know what like we'll find a way to do it but we're, we were recording in my garage and i'm in the middle of a fucking housing estate so you can't have those amps cranked you know you're gonna have you're gonna have the police calls within fucking minutes and um, so we had to build a cabinet isolation box which none of us had ever done before i knew nothing about it so it was spent weeks researching and see if you know how easy was it to do and what needs to be done and I think that was a fucking month month and a half something like that putting that fucking box together and <laughs> yeah and then finally setting it up and trying to figure out as the lads are saying figure out the mic placements and stuff like that was a that was a whole world that we'd never done before or you know it was it was enjoyable I now mean, i have to say but it took took us a bit longer than it would have if we were in a studio you know wasn't without
2: its headaches, that's for sure, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, <that's> a <laughs> shout out Jonathan, though, as well. Who ended up, <laughs> he was supposed to record with us, he ended up mixing and mastering it. And in fairness, he was always on hand uh, through, e- through email or Skype. If we had any questions about anything like that, he'd tell us exactly yeah. what to do. On the but again, it was just a case of you'd send the email, you'd get it back the next day or day after, something like that. But then it's like, again, try, we're, we're fitting all of this um, recording schedule around our own kind of work schedules, et cetera, as well. So rather than the three weeks, you know, we, sometimes we'd be doing as many as three nights a week, you know, a couple of hours at a time and mm. making good headway with it. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, like, in, in saying that, I know, you know, not being able to go over to Italy was a shame, you know, and, but like, three weeks spent in Italy, I feel like maybe. We may have, may or may not have gotten everything done that we wanted to get done in the way that we wanted to do it. You know, we would have been under time pressure. Yeah. Because because we only had those three weeks. But because we had the time to do it at home, we could be very anal over, (laughs) anal, (laughs) we could be very anal over every single little thing. You know, if, you know, one note was incorrect, right, stop the record
3: and start again. You know, you had that freedom to be able to do that. You know? Yeah, that's that's a good point. And we made little changes to the songs as well with riffs and adding in little bits that we hadn't yeah. thought of until halfway through recording the song. Oh, do you know what would be really cool, you know, if we did this? So that that was an added bonus, alright. Yeah. So now it, it had
1: it
0: had its pros and its cons, definitely. Yeah, you know what? It's fascinating learning all this about the last couple of years for you guys because listening to it, you can tell a lot of time and effort has gone into perfect this sound, it, it perfect this album, and make it everything it could possibly be. But I have to ask you then, considering, you know, you when really you reflect on the past few years and the work that's gone into to make this a reality, you never want to have to go through this again, right? It was a, a one-off experience, right? You learned a lot and you grew and it was fun in ways, but let's do it more normally next time no <laughs> the, the, the jury is still out on
2: that we're, we're talking about that we're, we're we're hoping that sometime in the first half of next year album number two is still we have great progress made towards writing it's not done yet we won't lie to you but uh we have a single we definitely want to hopefully record and release in the first half of next year and the conversation starts to come up when i hold on we could use this studio we could get the deal here but our at home diy-ish formula it is. It, it's almost perfect now, and we know what we're doing now. So again, we need to have that conversation again. Do we weigh it up, and how long is it going to take, or how much is going to cost? Because we know we can get the sound, and we know we can do it. But uh, we're not making any promises yet. Anyway, at least that's a, that's a conversation for
0: January. <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get uh, switched to a set out first, and then <laughs> yeah. think about the future, as mm. it were. Um Okay, so we talked about the challenges. I want to flip it around to the more positive side of things about the entire creation process. Areas that you individually either loved for whatever reason or even areas that you learned something new about yourself as a musician. And if you want to get us started, Kevin. Um, Positive areas. There's <laughs> <laughs> a positive part
1: of this? <laughs> um. I suppose, like what I said, we were able to take our time with um mm-hmm. with the recording process. You know, I felt a lot more at ease doing that. I didn't feel as much pressure on myself because I don't think pressure helps. I think you know, it's you're just more likely to fuck up during the recording if if you have that much pressure on you. And you know, if I if I made a mistake, I could just stop the track and start it again. You know, and it, it was it was that easy. I didn't find. Because like we have done recording stuff in the past, where we have been in an actual studio, and like I think uh, Dan was saying earlier, you know, red light syndrome. The engineer presses the button, right? You're recording now. Start going. You know, you just kind of freeze. I didn't feel that at all during the recording process. I actually found it quite enjoyable and a lot more relaxed.
0: I'm glad. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Um. I think.
2: I, I think the most positive thing is uh, the stage we're at now when people have heard the singles, they're about to hear the album. And I just think that the result of all that hard work, you can see it. And yeah, well, I think we, we always have confidence in our songs, I think, or at least the songs we like to play and like to write. So, of course, we're going to love them. And if other people love them. That's great. But uh, especially people commenting on the sound, is you know, the actual production there, the actual how good the mix is and getting all those compliments uh, now from people who have listened to the singles. I really love that um, because again, it's just, it's the it's the roar from all that hard work I suppose. During the recording process itself um, I think, it, I think it, it made the, it sounds a bit cheesy, it made the bond of the band a bit stronger in terms because again we were, it wasn't just meeting every Saturday for practice. Now we are sometimes then meeting Saturday, Tuesday and Thursday to do recording and go through all that trial and error ourselves, having a few beers once we're done more than we should have put out. So uh, uh, as during all the memories, with all the memories of fucked up takes and spending hours trying to fix a problem that could have been mixed in two minutes there, we had a few laughs on the way too. So
0: Fabulous.
2: All right, Connor, what about you?
0: Um, yeah, I think
3: as as Kevin said earlier, I, I used to get a, uh, red light syndrome pretty pretty fucking bad because I wouldn't I wouldn't be in a studio very often. So when you do go into you know record something, uh, I used to freeze a lot. And, you know you'd be fucking up, but this time I didn't feel it as bad because you know, it was a lot more comfortable sitting there with your bandmates in my own house. You know sitting there, you can take your time. It's not like you know you go into a studio. You know every minute that you're in there, you've you've paid for it and it's it's costing you. And I think that kind of sits in the back of your head as well. It's like the more I focus up, the more expensive this is going to be. You know, well we could be working on something else. So it was, um, it was a different experience in regards to that. You know, it was. I, I think it was a nicer experience.
0: Guys, I'm really glad you've got this, these, these positive outlooks, these positive memories, these positive experiences to be able to refer to. Because considering COVID, considering delays and all of that, you could be at the stage where you're generally sick to death of it, and you've moved on so far that you just kind of want it out. So the fact that we've got this level of enthusiasm, and positivity come from you is super, super fantastic for me.
2: Aye. and it's just, um, yeah, we like you talk about all the positive experience, and like COVID was kind of, it was almost like a double jab to us because not only did it delay the recording process when it during march 2020 we had the most momentum as a band uh that we ever had because i always try and bring this up because it says in our bio formed in 2012 i was like you've been going that long or it's like formed in 2013 and it's like yeah well i explained to people the first four or five years of this band we weren't taking it seriously at all we were all i was 17 the lads were in there like going into their early 20s like we were going up showing. Up to play a few songs and have too many beers, and that was that. And it was only around about twenty eighteen ish when we said, "Look, we're going to do this. Let's do it seriously. Let's try and get better gigs. Let's show up and play. Be professional, etc." And the momentum grew from there, and getting better shows, playing some really good supports. We were in the UK for the first time, February twenty twenty. We're about to record the album. Everything's looking great, and then it happened. So it's been a it's been a situation of like trying to build ourselves back up. We were in the rehearsal room there the other day, and I think it was only then where it's like, no, we're finally at that 2020 level of, yeah, we are mm. as tight as can possibly be live. So to to be at that stage again, have this out now, and then have opportunities hopefully now in the not too distant future is,
0: is great. That's fabulous. Okay, guys, um, every single track on it is a hefty effort. You know, you kind of mentioned this yourself, but I want to kind of jump in and say, yeah, some hefty, hefty effort in each one. There's no shortchanging <laughs> listeners here, not just in length, but and also what is going on in each particular track. But I want to ask about the mindset behind one particular track. I am talking about Prometheus, the finale. And what is, let's be honest, the Crossfire Epic, 11-odd minutes. So i got to bring it back to what was said earlier on. When was this one written? Because this basically feels like it might become quite late. Um, that was the last song written for the album. Oh, sorry, your mic's got a little bit funny there. Sorry, can you hear is me? It, is, it the, yeah. is it the beard? Is it the beard in the way, is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, can you guys hear me, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Prometheus was the last song written for the album, and... Again, that was written that was written during Covid. So if we had have gone over to Italy, that mightn't have been on the first album. So, um, from Aethius, I don't know. That was kind of something I was I was fucking around with during Covid, you know, just the kind of the main the main riffs and the, the harmony section. Um Matt was the one that came up with that kind of acoustic in intro and outro and um I don't know what my mindset was for. I can't really remember. I think I was was like trying to write error Orion or something like that. You know, I just, I wanted to write an instrumental and I think Orion was very much the, the blueprint for Prometheus, you know, just to kind of give me a guide as how do I actually write an instrumental? So, Obviously, me and the guys couldn't meet up with each other during COVID. So I was kind of forwarding parts of this onto the guys. So when we eventually could meet up, we could just get straight into jamming this Prometheus and see what we could make out of it. Like I had the parts, some parts put together, but not all of it. So once the four of us got back into a room together, we were able to kind of finish it off and piece it together.
2: But I remember, Kev, as well. I, I can't remember, Carl, exactly what lockdown restrictions were like during the, the UK, uh, but here, it was the mess. I might as a revolving door in the studio because it felt like, or at least i remembering is in you were allowed in the studio for a month or two, then restrictions change and you weren't, and then another month or two and vice versa. So I, if I'm not misremembering, it would almost be like, the studio would be open for a while and we'd be working on the song and we'd have the, the meat and bones of the, like, the, the verse, chorus, whatever, and then by the time we were back in there, we had another kind of section done fleshed out the way we wanted to. So that's probably a, a contributor. Like, oh you yeah, know, we always wanted to ride along instrumental, but I think that's at least why I remember it as in kind of opening and reopening kind of, and just being able to flesh it out into the mammoth that it's kind of become.
0: Yeah. You must all be incredibly a crowd of, proud sorry, of how it uh, turned out though, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's It's kind of,
1: how, like, how I described it, as I said, I was kind of following Orion's blueprint, but I wanted to make it a lot darker, more sinister, a lot more evil sounding. And, yeah, I, th- I think we done just, just that. You know, I, I was fairly happy with it. You know, it, w- it was kind of one of them songs, though, where we were kind of, you know, when when is enough enough? <laughs> you know, when do we make it 11 minutes? Do we go out with the... The purpose of making it 11 minutes. No, we just we just kind of we wrote it. We wrote and wrote and wrote until we felt it was done, and that was kind of it. You know, so yeah.
0: No, it's a lawyer, with it. Overall, um, how are you guys finding the old p- boring part of being in a band, promoting yourself, pushing yourself out there, trying to get uh, eyes and ears on this album? Is that an area that you can find enjoyment is in, and is that an area you think you're good at as well?
2: um enjoyment and parts yeah look it it can definitely be a slog as in certain areas as anyone in a band can realize because again you're incredibly proud of this record you want to get it into as many years as possible but there's so many bands out there all doing great things you're fighting for people's attention essentially on phone screens where there's unlimited content so that can be difficult but at the same time it's been enjoyable that when you do see a good review or when you do see someone that you didn't know post about and say it's great that it does kind of make a worthwhile and we're lucky that we've had the support from the label we recently signed with unearthed music management as well who have in the short time that we've been in them given us tremendous support as well uh so it, it's great to have that assistance as well Um, some sometimes it'll be fun like, sometimes it can be fun uh and when you're just trying to come up with ideas of any way that's going to catch people's attention but yeah of course it's uh it's going to be tedious and it's going to be a bit of slog at times, but you know that's the game. And
3: yeah, I have to say uh, Neil is playing an absolute blinder now. Since we saw him with On Earth, he's really,
0: he's really going for it. What about um, what about the social media aspect of it? The part of being in a band that everybody has to somehow get involved in? Um, any enjoyment to be found in that?
2: It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, because I don't, I don't personally use social media too much apart from doom scrollings. Like, I use it for to help promote Crossfire, and it's kind of like, and I've friends, some of them give a shit, more of them probably don't, and that's fine too, but... Uh, yeah, it's just a case of, look, we're, we're incredibly proud of this record and we want as many people to hear it as possible. So I'm going to post about loads and I'm going to try and post in the best way and the funniest way to get attention to all of that. And after that, the, the chips lie where they may. At the end of the day, I know that when it comes to you know, at the end of the year or by the time like the proper promotion cycle of the album is finished, we'll be able to say that we've done everything that we could and then some to do to promote what we think is a pretty savage record. and. That's all I can do.
0: There it is, right? Nothing else to add there. That is amazing. Um, Okay, let's look a little bit ahead, right? Because obviously the end of the year is coming. You've mentioned that new music will potentially be in the cards. At least you're writing and working and stuff. But what else can we expect from Crossfire in 2024? Do you have any any sort of definite plans, perhaps in regards to touring or dates or getting out and about around uh, the countries? Anything going on?
3: Um, I know Neil's planning on bringing us over to the UK at least, was it three or four times you said at the, the absolute minimum Um, in the new year? Right. Apart from that, I don't know, we we'll probably start organising stuff ourselves as well Um, outside of Ireland because we've been gigging here 10 years. There's not much left for us to do here, you know? We usually still want to do a
1: bit of promoting for the new album around our own country as well, you know? So mm-hmm. hopefully early 2024, um, we can do a little bit of Irish touring and then maybe later on in the year some English touring.
2: Yeah, we have a we have a few provisional things lined up in Ireland and very provisional lined up in the UK. We were we we're actually lucky enough in a in a separate call to be chatting with uh Joe McGuigan from Gamma Bomb, uh, who are Savage. I think he said it to you, CJ, once before. It's like kind of it was the, it was the saying when something on the lines of if you want to conquer Ireland, conquer the UK is in that that's yeah. the way to go. You gotta you gotta get yourself over there.
3: Yeah, if you want to conquer europe you've got to conquer the uk first
2: yeah yeah basically mm-hmm. so yeah. and be- because as we we were there uh in early 2020 and we just we loved the experience we were in uh, edinburgh york and glasgow and all the gigs were fantastic we loved it and so yeah we'll, we'll definitely have some irish gigs uh lined up A few are confirmed to be announced and we'll we'll, we'll hit all the i'd be very surprised if in 2024 we don't hit all the big irish cities like cork belfast uh limerick maybe galway but um yeah uh a big priority for us in 2024 is to um
0: definitely hit the uk more than once basically fingers crossed you end up coming on my neck of the woods the capital city london um yeah so fingers crossed you get this way yeah 100 absolutely yeah. Lo- i love london so
2: yeah i've always wanted to play london so uh Oh, that that'll be that'll be high on the agenda. Banging.
0: All right, guys, we're almost done. But uh, individually, Kevin, starting with you, what does a crossfire Christmas look like? <laughs> <laughs> lots of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just lots of Guinness. <laughs> Dan, you got uh, you got your own variation on a crossfire Christmas. Yeah, it's pretty similar. <laughs> no, uh sorry um
2: sorry you want to hear me
0: yep yeah I can hear you
2: now. sorry about that um yeah no basically so we have the album launch gig on the 16th i will be having plenty to drink on the 17th now but all the work is done for the year and i'll probably roll over towards christmas day that, that's uh that, that's pretty much the plan
0: yeah all right connor tell me you don't drink Guinness. <laughs> No,
3: I, I actually don't, but um, my Christmas is probably going to be a gigantic blur spent with most of the time with my head in a toilet bowl. There it is. <laughs> happy Christmas. Yeah, happy Christmas. <laughs> as it is there... most fucking
0: years. <laughs> Listen, I'm off for Christmas over the entire Christmas period for the first time in five years. So, uh, you know, spoilers, me and my wife were planning a lot of uh, drinking as well. <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> Well, no, no, like no, this, but there you go. Right, guys, quality <laughs> go. Just need a couple more minutes of your time. This is Ozzy Osborne, and in his head are randomised cards of anything and literally anything that has we've asked. But as well as that, there's a ton of inclusions from other bands and artists, too. Uh, I'll be pulling them out at random, and uh, you'll take it in turns to answer them. I'll also be taking your suggestions as well at the end to add to the list. So, start with you, Kevin. And you have got... What is a skill or a talent you wish you had?
2: Uh, carpentry.
1: Mm,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> right for the right time <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's the beard. He's trying to become
0: ginger. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, bit, of a, bit of a redneck vibe going on. <laughs> carpentry. I love it. Okay. Uh, Dan, you have got, what is your go-to cocktail? Oh. I'm not a big cocktail
2: guy, but it'd be a Long Island iced tea. And I swear to God, it's not just because it's the one with the most amount of drink in it. I just that like is the taste. I absolutely, the, the fucking reason. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer the sour ones. If I can't pick a Long Island, uh, a mojito on a summer's day or something like that as well. Yeah, that's good.
0: You heard the nickname for a Long Island? it being drip tray.
2: Ah, uh, because then you know, oh yeah, just all the drinks that yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like all <laughs> spilled in the glass, yeah. one. No, we, I'm pretty sure that where we're host well CJ'll tell you the name of it, but uh the bar that we um the venue were hosting the album launching on Saturday, they did sell points and it was literally just a drip tray. I they Is don't it... anymore. I don't know if it was health or lack of demand mad, or Mad Dog. Mad, mad Dog. dog. <laughs> That's what it was, yeah. You used to say yeah. yourself for nine <laughs> euro. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, this yeah, is. A... You used to fucking drink them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor, you have got uh, a very on-point question: Boyzone or Westlife? No. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go Westlife because
3: I actually met one of the lads from Westlife years ago, and I had no fucking idea who he was. <laughs> I was sitting in a I was sitting in a nightclub in Sligo. Absolutely hammered, and I was leaning, like leaning against the wall, smoking. There was some lad standing beside me. Asked me for a lighter, just stand there. And all of them was everyone was taking photos and screaming, I was like "What the fuck is going on?" Uh, yeah, apparently it was one of the lads from West and I was just stand there having a fucking chat with him. It's a small island.
2: <laughs> Did you say you were Connor from
0: Crossfire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, back fucking to you, Kevin. Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Fuck! Fuck no. Is that no. a unanimous decision amongst the rest of you? Absolutely. Yes.
2: <laughs> We're sour pricks, shines,
0: and sweet on the pizza. <laughs> All right, Dan, do you believe in ghosts or spirits? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um,
2: I don't know. Not, not the alcoholic not, spirits now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I believe there's something, but I don't know about actual ghosts. ghosts.
3: There's the polka in here, Gaff. That's what your uh,
0: your mic. <laughs> yeah. sorry. Right. All right, Connor. What does the word comfort mean to you? Comfort. Mm. A nice warm pub on a winter's day. Fucking hell! There it is. Hell yeah! Absolutely. That's made yeah. me, yeah, that's made me, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's made me hot for that, man. It's cold here in London at the moment and I don't feel great. Ain't much better here. <laughs> uh one more round, guys. Kevin, if you could go back and give your teenage self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't learn to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then all it would meant was your teenage self would learn to play another instrument. It'd be like, all right, I'll play the bass. Oh, shit. Don't get I, to do like, that uh, Can I change that answer? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, what are we up to? Right, Dan, what is a current trend in the world that you'd happily see die?
2: People, people on social media are people in general thinking they're the main character. You know what i mean like is attention spe- seeking like uh, like i i'm not uh, below i use TikTok. i scroll through that all fucking day because i'm a zombie on my phone but you see these pricks that are like dancing in the middle of public space and like that and then they get annoyed when like people walk past the camera it's like you're not the only prick on the internet just calm down yeah but that that, that that's i won't rant any further
0: <laughs> damn good one though i love it i love it all right Right, Uh, Conor, you've got one from a band. Uh, Chris, the guitarist of the technical death metal band Beyond Grace, uh, UK metal band, asks, it's a a conversation starter, apparently. If you were an item of fruit, what would you be and why? A lemon, because I'm a massive sour (laughs) cunt. and there it is and let's just remind people as well that on the 15th of december 2023 via wormhole death record switch to reset is released crossfire thank you so much for taking the time to do this it's been an absolute pleasure Cheers, you, girl. Girl. you're a legend girl thanks a million for having us thank you very much for watching if you'd like to see more content like this please consider hitting the subscribe button button it is gratefully appreciated you can find us over at gbhbl.com our full website where reviews news and so much more goes up daily we're also on all social media platforms facebook instagram twitter threads at gbhbl just search for gbhbl and you will find us out there we also have merchandise on sale you can access the shop via the website